You're listening to the American Home Contractors Podcast. This episode was originally edited for YouTube and may include moments or references that make better sense with a video component. You can find this episode under the same title on the American Home Contractors YouTube page. Now, on to the show. They're all gorgeous. They look great. Yeah. Oh. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, I know. The basketball court on their basketball website. court. Unreal. Yeah. I want one of those. Can I get a deck house basketball court in my backyard, please? <laughs> Coming right up. Coming right up. <laughs> it's a brand that not a lot of people really know about. You know, you might see one in passing and, you know, you hear that, oh, this is a deck house. But, okay, yeah, I see a deck up there. Yeah. You don't really realize that that's a brand. Yeah. Most people, when they look at deck houses, they don't realize what they're looking at. And... Mm. You know, one of the purposes of this video is to educate folks who own deck houses or may want to consider buying a deck house. Make sure that people are educated, people are doing the right thing. These roofs, these houses are very different. You have to pay attention. You have to do things a, a certain way, a different way. And we just want to provide awareness and education for people that are taking on ownership of these houses. Reading straight from their website. Uh, it's over a 75-year history building these mid-century modern homes, warm wood, open floor plans, walls of glass, soaring ceilings. These are the signature elements of the Acorn Deck House. Yeah. You know, growing up in the Pittsburgh area, we took a lot of field trips to Frank Lloyd Wright uh, construction, Falling Water, Kentuck Knob, all of those different kind of buildings. And it really, when we were on site, it was very reminiscent of a Frank Lloyd Wright style of home, mid-century modern, but the the focus on the natural elements, the wood. You're using cedar up on the ceiling, a lot of warm, you know, natural elements, and then these massive walls of windows where there was natural light everywhere. And part of our project was even adding more access to light through some skylights, uh, which they already had a couple, but this is such a natural house. It is so connected to your surroundings. Uh, this isn't something that you're seeing in any prefab, you know, uh, suburban construction site that's just being popped up on the side of the highway. Yeah. It's funny because the homes do have a lot of glass. They let a lot of light in, but for both of the, the homes that we did for customers in our area, both of them requested more skylights to be installed. And it's a very unique product because the uh, tongue and groove ceiling spans eight foot rafter beams on center, which is unusual. Mm. When you go inside and you look up at the ceiling and you see that the structural components are eight foot on center, you wonder what's what's in there, what's in those cavities that's holding everything up. And that's when you dive into the actual construction of the ceiling. The ceiling is composed of three layers of wood. The first layer, which is the underside of the ceiling, is cedar. It's one by six cedar, uh, followed by two layers of one by six pine. These are glued together in a tongue and groove fashion. And based on the staggering of the seams, this type of material can span eight foot on center when it's all put together. So it kind of clicks in like uh, a traditional wood floor, right? Tongue mm -hmm. and groove wood floor. And when you cut in skylights, you literally just cut in between those eight foot on center rafter beams. And it's amazing. You think like, you know, the structure's gonna fall in on itself, but it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's engineered really well. It really, was, really cool. It was an event 
whenever we were cutting those skylights, you know, you're seeing people down below, you're seeing people up above, and you're just hoping that those lines match up. You know, you, you're obviously measuring when you go. Uh, but there was a little bit of, of anxiety in the air of, you know, is this going to be the right cut? And it was a one and done deal. The team did a phenomenal job. But yeah, seeing that ceiling peeled off of the roof, uh, it, it was a little trippy you know, just to look straight down. And, you know, the lack of traditional roofing elements was also very shocking. Uh, just, you know, we know what a roof looks like. This was not that. Yeah. In our history with uh, Deck House, we were replacing roofs on deck homes for years. We just didn't know what they were. And whenever we would replace a roof, we always focus on ventilation and insulation. Well, since these homes don't have attics, they're all cathedral ceilings. So we had to figure out, do we do a retrofit? Do we ventilate mm. this type of structure? And in the past, fortunately, we didn't do any of that. And we just took the shingles off and replaced it. But I didn't realize that from 1959 to 1981, most deck houses did not have roof plywood. The company started mm. in 1947, and back in the day, it was just a tongue and groove ceiling, and there may have been insulation on top, uh, and the shingles were nailed directly through the insulation into the roof decking, so no plywood. And roofing manufacturers tend to not like that, so what we do is we install plywood over top of the insulation. So if you're dealing with a home that's built prior to 1981, it's a deck house, you're not going to have any plywood up there. So if you get into it and you tear off the shingles, you're going to be tearing into insulation that could potentially be damaged or wet if the roof was leaking. And you're going to have to replace not only the structured insulation, but you're also going to have to install plywood over top of it. And here's where things get really interesting. So that plywood is going to get fastened, attached to the insulation underneath of it. And it has to go, that, that fastener has to go through the insulation into the ceiling itself to hold it down. Mm -hmm. But the ceiling itself is only about, I mean, it's about three inches. So you don't have a lot of room to play yeah. with on these screws that go from through the plywood through the structured insulation and into the tongue and groove ceiling. That's three layers of one by six. So you gotta be careful with the, the fasteners and you can't have the fasteners go poke through that ceiling because you, know, you might not even be aware of it during the install and the homeowner comes back home and looks up at their ceiling and they'll see fasteners just driven right. through all over the place. So you don't want to, you definitely want to avoid that. So that's a big consideration when you replace these roofs. Not to mention, you know, when you go ahead and replace the insulation, in the past, Deck Home only installed two inches worth of structured insulation on top of the tongue and groove ceiling. So that's not a big insulation value or not a big R value to keep the heat and the cool air in, during the summer right. inside of the home. So what the homeowners that we've worked with have requested was to add insulation on top of the two inches. So the projects we did in the past where we actually tore everything off all the way down to the tongue and groove roof, we had to tear out all that insulation. We had to do some structural repairs to the ceiling uh, to make sure that there was no rot. We had to pull pieces of wood out. Mm. And that's when it gets really interesting because it's like a puzzle when everything's put together. So once you start removing that tongue and groove ceiling and looking into the actual home, you have to put it back together the way it was. I'm, I'm sure, you know, matching colors, obviously there are stains and everything, but you're trying to match wood grain 
stains and you know some of these cedar planks have been up there for 30 40 50 years how are you going to just pull something out of the the local hardware store and make that work yeah that's that is a headache that you should always want to avoid there so we ran into this as one of the projects we replaced the roof and then we discovered that or we tore off the roof mm -hmm. tore off the installation there was no plywood up there to begin with so we went down to the tongue and groove ceiling and we discovered that a lot of it was rotten so we actually had to pull out the ceiling and we contacted deck house and we said hey we have a problem here we need to order some deck some of the deck house ceiling mm -hmm. you know the cedar ceiling this was through covid so the supply chain issues probably were you know at the peak at the time unfortunately for us and they said it was probably going to be at least eight weeks before they could send Whoa. out some ceilings so we said, that's not going to work for us. The roof is already torn off. We're already into the structural repairs yeah. at that point in time. So we actually went to the local lumber yard. We bought some one by six cedar. We bought some one by six pine. We routed them. We planed them. We made them the exact dimensions, sanded them down even a little bit, made them the exact dimensions of the existing deck house ceiling that was there. Mm -hmm. And then we actually had to splice it in and we had to stagger the seams so that everything was structural. We got a lot of support from deck house, which was great. There's a gentleman over there by the name of Steve Kay, who's wonderful to work with. He's been there for years. He understands the product. He knows how to maintain these houses. He knows how to replace and repair them. So we were on the phone back and forth through emails a lot with him during both of the projects we, we undertook. You know, it's just a very unique experience. The second project we did, we didn't have to replace the entire ceiling. So we just scabbed out pieces of the one by six that were closest to the roof, bought some one by six, sanded it down, glued it to the, uh, the other layers of the ceiling and made it work that way to just pull out the rot. But wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of that for a rotten board. It's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's not like your typical rotten plank boards on a roof or uh, plywood that you can just pull out, replace easy, you know, not really complicated, not much to it. Yeah, this was very, very challenging. Whatever reason you have for going all the way down to the ceiling, which there's a lot, right? You're going to have to be prepared to replace that cedar ceiling mm -hmm. that's three layers and you need to know how to replace it we're willing to help people that encounter that situation they can reach out we can provide support because we've been through it a couple times and uh, you know we're far from you know being experts and having hundreds of installations of this but after going through two of these projects it was a learning experience and we we definitely feel very confident in being able to do this in the future homeowners that are aware that the house they live in is a deck house become very aware of mm -hmm. how it's constructed and some of the things to maintain and the considerations needed for replacing certain items on their home like their roof their decks their windows their doors uh chimneys a lot of the chimneys tend to leak but yeah they're they're very aware because there's facebook groups there's communities out there of deck home owners that get together and share best practices, share horror stories about hiring contractors in the right. past that didn't know what they were doing, that tried to ventilate the roof, which was one of the projects we did. Mm, A contractor really? came to replace it and just conventional knowledge says, hey, this roof needs to be vended. That's what all the shingle manufacturers want. Mm -hmm. And to hold up their warranties, a lot of them make it mandatory, but that's a problem. You're not supposed to ventilate these roofs. It mm -hmm. can have moisture run along the underside of the ceiling and it becomes a huge issue. I mean, and once you get 
all of the underlayment elements installed on the roof. Uh, when it's time to put shingles on, is there anything different that you need to do for metal flashings and you know protections for obstructions like that that you may not see on a traditional roof? So the uh, installation instructions directly from Deckhouse on their recommendations uh, talk about installing felt in a more overlapped fashion, mm -hmm. just standard tar paper. But we prefer to have ice and water shield installed on anything that's shallower than a 412 pitch. So what we did was we installed high temperature ice and water shields because again, this is a closed system. It doesn't need to ventilate. It doesn't need to breathe the way it's designed. So installing ice and water shield will give us the best protection on a low slope roof so that any rain, any snow, any ice buildup that gets underneath the shingles won't go through and penetrate the wood and the insulation below it. So yeah, you do want to have a low slope barrier underlayment. And then over top of that, you just want to be very careful when you're up installing the shingles, you want to nail them properly and you want to make sure that all the flashings and anything that does need to be caulk concealed is really tight after the installation is complete. Uh, so yeah, looking at key issues for deck houses, there's a few things that people will bring up. One of those key things is the chimneys. So the chimneys tend to leak over time. And that's because bricks are porous. They allow water to come into them like a sponge. Over time, the, the waterproofing on the exterior of the brick wears out and more and more water just soaks through those bricks. So over time, it'll go behind the metal flashing that's on the roof and it'll end up inside of the home. You should always have a mason come out and check the chimney, but if everything's structurally sound, then you typically want to apply a, a waterproofing to the bricks, like siloxane sealant. Siloxane sealant you can buy at a hardscapes shop. They sell it in jugs. You soak the stone, soak the brick, let it dry. Once it fully dries and cures, then you soak it again, give it you know two coats. And then after that, you can install your roof the step flashing, the counter flashing, caulk and seal. You'll wanna also grind the counter flashing into the chimney mortar to make sure that you give it a nice tight fit. But yeah, these projects are great. You know, we'd love to work with other folks who own deck houses in the area, which there's a lot of them. A lot of people don't know before they buy the house that they're buying a deck house until they've already purchased it, gotten into it and realized, hey, this, this is a different type of home. This home requires different types of maintenance. There's different issues that spring up than your traditional houses. So it's something to be aware of. Obviously, it'd be great to be aware of that in the purchasing process so that you're kind of preparing yourself for these maintenance items. Replacing the roof is more expensive because of the nuance and the, and the things that we have to look out for. Not to mention, you know, bugs and insects really like cedar, really like mahogany. That's why it's a lot of maintenance. Woodpeckers, carpenter bees, right, you right. know, that type of stuff. So a lot of folks will choose to retrofit those items on the outside of their house just to make it less maintenance, replace the mahogany with pine if it rots out and then wrap it in brown aluminum, which looks good from the ground. You can't really tell. But if you want to keep it tried and true to the original look and feel of the deck house, then you're going to have to stick with the mahogany and the cedar and other woods that are on the outside of the houses that, again, are going to be prone to birds and insects wanting to, to munch on them. They're yummy. But again, you know, to an educated home buyer who understands what they're signing up for, these expenses are 
just continuing the the charm of these homes you know there is a certain charm there's a certain soul and energy that you get from these homes that you don't get from a prefab you know four walls and a roof construction and in, in the uh brand new plaza that's being put up across the road here there is some charm to all of that so yeah i can see how if you are completely in the dark on what you signed up for that could be a little bit of a shock heading into it but it feels like this community is pretty connected with one another so that they're making these informed decisions and they're making the best decisions to prolong the uh, the life of the home yep I think Steve K from deckhouse is willing to speak to deckhouse owners about maintenance and repairs that they need help guide them. You know, certainly when you're replacing the roof, we want to assist in that process. Even if it's in a market that we can't service, we're more than willing to have them reach out to us and provide resources and information to help guide them. And if it's not us that's actually going to be doing the work, we can talk to whoever, whatever roofing contractor they have in mind, just to make sure that it's done properly. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this is to make sure that people are educated, people are doing the right thing. These roofs, these houses are very different. You have to pay attention. You have to do things a, a certain way, a different way. Avoid replacing the roof and retrofitting it with a ventilation system right, right. when it's not going to do the right thing for that house and for that roof. So we just want to provide awareness and education for people that are taking on ownership of these houses. They're yeah. beautiful, and we just hope that people can maintain them properly and do the right thing for them. You've been listening to the American Home Contractors podcast. You can find us across the web on YouTube, X, TikTok, and Instagram at AHCDMV. If you have an upcoming job or have any further questions about this or another product or service we offer, please contact us at AmericanHomeContractors.com. Thanks. We'll see you in the next one.